up, fellow Zeros? Thank you for tuning in once again to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that was a knockout in our bathing suits. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three jazz club musicians to talk to you about Spider-Man 3 this week. We've got Corey. I play the stand-up bass. (laughs) The podcast that's tired of being attacked all the time. Frank. The podcast that has fallen in love with someone else. And sequel. (laughs) Nice dramatic pause. The podcast that wants to pop the question tonight. Oh my god. Congratulations. I have an honorable mention of the podcast that's done trying to convince you. I have an honorable mention of the podcast that wants to shut this off and watch Homecoming. <laughs> they didn't say that in the movie. I said it. I During the movie. We all sure thought it. it. It's been so long. I don't know what else I say now. All right. Before we get into our discussion of Spider-Man 3, though, we've taken a decent break from reviewing movies, so I'm sure in the meantime we've all watched a fair amount of stuff. So let's let you know... And catch you up on what we've been watching in our time away. Hey, sequel, what have you been watching? I watched The Darkest Hour, so that in theaters last week. It's a very good movie. Gary Oldman, I think, is going to get the Academy Award for Best Actor. Really? That's what I've been hearing. That's my pick. Which is kind of, it's cool, because he's a phenomenal actor, but he's had so many better roles than this. But he deserves it. Um, I also watched the movie I Love You, Man. That's a good movie. Got it on Netflix, I watched it the other day. And Cool Hand Luke and The Hustler. Oh, God, that is classic. Paul Newman, man. Those are two separate movies? Yep. Okay. Both Paul Newman. Good stuff. Great movies. Check them out. Hey, Frank, what'd you watch? I watched American Assassin. With Dylan O'Brien? Yeah, and Michael Keaton. Was it terrible? It looked terrible. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad, though. Like, I had a good time. It's so, Like, yeah, it's... Michael Keaton's fucking crazy, though. He's a crazy guy. That sounds like Michael Keaton. Yeah. DOV does a good job. I mean, the story's not so great, but I liked it. Um, I also watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2, because that's on... It's volume 2, sorry. Because that's on Netflix. And I finished the Shannara Chronicles Season 2. And that should have just ended the way it was, but they left it on a cliffhanger, which sucks. And that's about it. Corey. I watched... Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I watched a Netflix documentary on Amanda Knox. I've seen that. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I had watched a bunch of it earlier, uh, and I just never finished it. And then I was teaching a forensic science class today, and the video on Amanda Knox that I was supposed to watch disappeared. Somebody stole it from the high school. Nice. So I called an audible and turned Netflix on and watched it again. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Only downside is a... I am responsible for playing a movie that said fuck about 12 times in front of a bunch of high school kids. But they were supposed to watch it. They were supposed to watch an Amanda Knox movie. Oh. Not this one. What age? No, they were seniors. You're fine. Yeah, yeah I know. They heard worse. They said Probably worse. Probably from you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to talk about waistband. Yeah, right? <laughs> they were also saying worse when they were watching the movie. I watched the Netflix original Bright also. That's the new Will Smith one That's with the right. orc. How is that? It suffers from trying to do too much. It's got, like, really good bones. Like, it can be... It could be really good. But they just tried to, like, just cram too much into, like, one two-hour story. I've heard a Sharknado comparison to this. I don't think it was that bad. No, but, not. like, when you watch it, you're like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. Like, something's really <laughs> compelling about it. But it's not... I mean, I guess. Really I, I enjoyed it. They do do a lot of, uh... 
social commentary that they shove down your throat, just instead of, like, black or Hispanic gang members, it's orcs. But it's the exact same concept. No, overall, it was, it was fine. The Last Jedi, I've seen that two more times. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is on Netflix. Watch that. How many times have you seen Jedi? Four times altogether. Wow. They did, they like, had the Oceans trilogy on repeat on, it was either New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. On like sci-fi. Sci-fi or something. I watched all three of them like twice throughout the course of the day. You didn't watch the new one this year? Yeah, the, the women one. I'm actually really excited about it. One of my favorite comedians made a joke about how Ocean's Eleven wouldn't work with all women, so I tweeted at him. I was like, "So, what do you think about this?" Is it? He I think it's back to me. Ocean's Eight, right? Yeah. Ocean's Eight, and it's the same universe, and he's Danny the Ocean's sister, I believe. Is that is that I how they were working? Going with it, yeah, that's super funny. Like the opening scene that they show you in the trailer is literally the opening scene from Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. almost word for word too. It's just like wild, but yeah, it looks good. And that's what I've been watching, Joe. What about you? I've been watching a bunch of stuff. I'm going to skip the movies that we've already talked about on episodes that I rewatched for the top five episode that if you haven't listened to, check out. Shameless self-plug. And the movies that I did watch that I'm going to talk about are What If, which is a it's a romantic comedy, basically, that has Daniel Radcliffe in it. Huh. And Adam Driver plays his best friend. Adam hmm. Driver's amazing in that movie. It makes me laugh. It's pretty decent. It's a, like I said, it's a romantic comedy, so don't expect Let's set the bar too high. But oh, I love Rome. It's on uh, it's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's if you already pay for Amazon Prime, <laughs> you can stream it for free. You could also get music <laughs> through Amazon Prime. You can, which is awesome. Amazon waiting on that check. This <laughs> did uh, re up my Prime. Hundred seven dollars for the year. Yeah, it's worth it. It is worth it. A couple movies and some packages getting sent to my house in two days for free. That's uh. Yeah. Paying for itself? For Christmas alone. Oh, yeah. 100% of my shopping done on Amazon. Did not leave the house. Same. The other movies that I watched, I watched two Christmas movies since we haven't talked about movies since Christmas happened. I watched The Ref and Die Hard. Nice. Those are both good. I watched the movie Nerve, which has Dave Franco in it and, uh, oh my god, what's her name? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, yeah. You watched that? Yeah, I've seen it. It's really weird. It is. It's not bad. It's not It's not bad. There's a couple of things that are very, very far-fetched about it. Yeah. But it's an interesting movie. If you like kind of psychological thrillers, it's like a light psychological thriller, I very guess. Very light. <laughs> and completely keeping out of that theme. Well, I watched, I watched Looper, which is a good movie. Very I'd good. never seen it before. Ryan Johnson. Is it really? Yeah. He's got a style, that Ryan Johnson. He does. He sure does. (laughs) I've noticed that watching Looper after seeing Last Jedi. And the last movie that I watched, throwing the rest of the theme out the window, is Cleopatra from 1963. It is a four-hour-long movie. It's like, it's an entire movie with an intermission that they built into the movie and then another two-hour movie. Insert tape two? Like, what's there? Well, it's streaming, so. Oh, okay. But it just says, it has like a red curtain on the screen that says intermission. You ever been to a movie? For how long? Like, five minutes. What? Why? I don't know. Ever been to a movie in the like the movie theater with an intermission? No, I've seen two. Which ones? Gods and Generals. Oh, okay. Then I uh, guess then I was in a movie with the theater. And, uh, with an intermission. I'm sorry. American Gangster had an intermission. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. I don't remember American Gangster having an it's intermission. Not that long, right? The Denzel one we're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 That had a 15 minute intermission. I do not remember having an intermission. Yeah, I've never been to one that has one. I do, now that you say Gods and Generals, I do remember that. I actually saw that opening night. So Cleopatra's pretty good. <laughs> Just, uh, 
I watched it in two nights. I watched the first two-hour movie, and then at the intermission we stopped, and then I watched the second two-hour movie the next night. <laughs> I recommend doing it that way. Is this your other half making you watch old movies again? Making me is a strong word. Asking and me saying yes is a better description, but... Good man. I'm always up to expand my horizons for movies. That's fair. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Spider-Man 3 before we get into that sweet, sweet discussion. Spider-Man 3 was released in 2007. It's PG-13, and it's 2 hours and 19 minutes long. Director, you should be familiar with, his name is Sam Raimi. He's directed quite a few movies, most of them that star Bruce Campbell. The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Dark Man, Army of Darkness, The Quick and the Dead, A Simple Plan, For Love of the Game, Wow. The Gift, Spider-Man 1 and 2, and Oz the Great and Powerful. I think there were a couple other movies I didn't write down. Is that the one? That's the James, James Franco one. Yep. It was pretty good. <clears throat> For Love of the Game. I didn't realize. Never saw it. What I did see, though, was Spider-Man 3, and that movie stars Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, Thomas Hayden Church, Topher Grace, Bryce Dallas Howard, Rosemary Harris, and J.K. Simmons. The budget for this movie is a whopping $258 million. Holy shit. I made it back. And it grossed $890 million. Oh my god. $336 million of that was domestic. Yeah, this is the highest grossing of the of the trilogy. It's it had the most expectations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was established that the, first, the people liked the first two. The scores for the movie. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at, and for us, an awkward 63%. We just say nothing here. The audience has this movie slightly downgraded at 51%. IMDb has this movie at 6.2 out of 10. And on Metacritic, it's a 59 with a user score of 6.7. Too high. <laughs> Across so, the board. Certified too high? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the movie facts I have, so we're going to give you our general thoughts about the movie, which is spoiler-free, and then move on to a whole discussion. Frank? I saw this movie in theaters, and uh, I wasn't too happy about it. Venom's my favorite character in, like, all Marvel comics. So, uh, I'm gonna leave it there. Why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> Don't kill me. I'm saying the right things, Corey. I was wondering the same thing. I was actually just really intrigued. I just wanted to look, make eye contact while you were talking. Awkward. Frank, don't worry. You can, you can stare creepily at him now. Because, Corey, it's your turn. J.K. Simmons is still really good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And now a sip from my beer. Finish it. Oh, God, the rest of this movie is not so much. Suffers from trying to do too much. A lot of other things that are bad about it. I mean, it's it's not good. Um, I remember leaving the theater thinking that it wasn't good, and everybody I went to see it with loved it. Corey, you're crazy. No, I didn't tell them anything. I I didn't want to be that... It's a bunch of kids I was like... They were seniors in college, and I was, like, the freshman that was hanging out with them. So I wasn't about to be like, no, nah, y'all stupid. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to go find new friends. <laughs> I'm going to go, go find new friends. You guys are graduating in a couple months anyways. But they all loved it, and I was like, no, no, this movie was not good. Again, J.K. Simmons was good in it, though. That's all I got. That's the that's the shiny nose to take away from <laughs> Yes, it is. Hey, Sequel, what do you think? <laughs> a glaze overlook. Before this movie came out, Spider-Man is probably the number one movie character in the world. Tobey Maguire is getting about $20 million a film. That makes sense. After this movie had its run, they, they just decided <laughs> to stop for whatever reason. Now, this movie's really bad. I, too, saw it in theaters. I remember there's this particular moment where I turned to my friend who I was seeing with 
seeing it with. I said, I think I hate this. <laughs> I think this is really bad. I can't wait to find out <laughs> I think which that is. It's, it's, it's terrible. I get the scores, though. I mean, what did we have back then? This is right before the MCU. If it's on a test, it's still a failing grade. Yes. Right, but... But it's not... It's not know, rotten, because it's not below 60. It needs to be. It should. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty terrible. It's going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I'll echo sentiments. This movie's not great. I don't think it's completely awful... But yeah, the action is not terrible. They try to do, do way too much with this movie. They try to shove all the villains into this because producers wanted them there. That part's not great. It's the regular cheesy Spider-Man first two movies that we got, but it's it's to the nth degree. And it's got all the finger guns in it. <laughs> and those are a <laughs> Everyone's dancing and doing finger guns. Just imagine that at home. <laughs> if you're not doing it at home, start doing it also. <coughs> Those are our general thoughts. Let's do our spoiler warning here. We're going to be spoiling Spider-Man 3, 4. If you haven't seen it, you know, it's a movie. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's 11 years old now. It is 11 years old now. Bury it. <laughs> it's dark, Frank. Kill it if you have to. Kill it. Let the pest die. Now some spoilers for Spider-Man 3. Let's do this thing. So we can all agree that they do too much, yes? Too, too many villains? 100%. How yeah. many is too many villains? Because I'm at... Three. Like, three is too many. <laughs> well, three is definitely it's at like too many. two and a half. But I'm like, two is is the max, right? Like, it can't be good when you have more than that. And... Sometimes two is even iffy. It is. And if you had to, to do this movie over again, and you knew you had to keep multiple villains in, which two do you keep? I mean, I keep Venom in, and I'll probably keep Harry in. Just because... So you get rid of Sandman? Yeah. Sandman doesn't need to be there. And are we making it Topher Grace still, or was this new characters and stuff? Because there's, like, casting problems here. There are some casting problems. See, I don't think... To- I mean, I don't know a lot about Eddie Brock as a character. I think Topher Grace as Eddie Brock in this movie is fine. He's a good actor. As Venom, his voice does not suit the character no. of Venom at all. <laughs> and it's distracting. <laughs> It's it's a I'm little... like, is that Eric Foreman trying to kill Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, and here's the thing. When the Venom face is over Brock... Too much. Yeah. Too much of that. What do you mean? Well, no, but when he's fully Venom. Oh, when, when he's fully Venom? Venom? Yeah. yeah, yeah, when he's fully Venom. He actually looks pretty good. Yeah, he, he looks pretty good. Venom looks pretty good yeah. in this. And uh, they, they, you can still tell that it's Topher Grace's voice, but they do a little something to it. Distortion. A little distortion on it. They just echo it a little bit. Yeah. Like he's wearing a helmet. Sure. But my point is, like, it, it, that sounded okay, and then that dissonance between what I think Venom should sound like and Topher Grace's voice was off-putting, which is exactly what you want out of Venom. So, okay. Is that what you want out of Venom? For him to... To be off-putting? To, to, be, like, to not sound evil? To just sound like a little weirdo? In the TV show, they, like, do two-layer voice. It's almost like an echo, reverb-type deal. And that actually kind of works. But he sounds like a scary, or at least a grown man, right? Kinda, yeah. Topher Grace kind of sounds like a kid in this. Yeah, he does. but Topher Grace would have been a better Peter Parker. I don't. He would have. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I would. I that. would see that movie for Eddie Brock. Not every nail is hit, but they do like little shining things, like vindictive of Spider Man. Let's wreck his reputation, like that whole thing. That is Eddie Brock. I don't love it. If you take away Sandman as a villain, how are you going to know who really killed Uncle Ben? 
Does anyone care? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Major the theme of the movie. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. I didn't care. I th- why are they bringing it up again? It, it, yeah, it's, it goes back to that same thing. They're always trying to shove Uncle, Uncle Ben down our throats. Especially in this trilogy. Not the rice. Not the rice. And then it turns out that he gets... So he gets Black Spider-Man... Right? Is that suit. in the black suit? Like, what do you call that? Because it's not Venom. If he's it's in black suit, black suit Spider-Man. Black suit, black Spider-Man? suit looked really cool. It, yeah, it did look cool. So he gets black suit Spider-Man, and it amplifies the emotion. So he's all like emo for a good portion of this movie, which is not how it happened. Sure, it just gave him more power, and it turned him into an asshole. But then it started like learning his powers. So like when it left Peter and went to Eddie, he knew like Spider Sense was a thing. So he was always like. No, you'll never see me because you'll never see me coming. Basically, so is that how and like Venom his, actually and works? his webbing? Like, yeah, he draws the power from whoever he's bonded to. Got it. So, like Hulk, he got like a super strength from, and like there's a whole bunch of different things. But like when it comes to Peter, his webbing stronger when he's out of Spider-Man suit and he's with Eddie, and he's stronger. And yeah, hmm. but he still loves Spider-Man. Venom always wants to be bonded to Spider-Man because he thinks that he's like the perfect fit. Which is weird that they do it this way. Like, I'm going to just fucking kill you, basically. I don't know. (laughs) I guess it works for this universe, but, like, this movie's just a train wreck. Yeah. And it's not just Venom. It's everything else. Yeah, I don't have... They set Eddie Brock up as... Not Eddie Brock, I'm sorry. uh, Sandman, whatever Sandman's actual name is. Flint Marco. Flint Marco, thank you. They set Flint Marco up as this villain that's... He's got a redeeming quality to him because he's, like, a bad guy for the right reasons in a lot of ways. That makes him good. Yeah. But he's not. He's, <laughs> I know he's, he's not, but he's... a garbage st- criminal person. Yeah. <laughs> he is still a garbage criminal person. But, like, it doesn't... I, I don't feel... I have no emotional stakes in what he does. If he goes and robs a bunch of banks, it makes no difference to me. And when Peter Parker thinks that he kills him by throwing... By dousing him in water, I still don't care. I'm like... You already killed the guy who you think killed Uncle Ben. So what, are you just going to be Batman now and just chase down every villain that you think hurt your parents? Like, Good riddance. Yeah. That's probably what they were going <laughs> for. Kinda. And I hated it. How many revenge murderers do you think that police precinct has produced? Because the guy just brings people in and be like, this is the guy that kills your uncle. Here's a photo of him. <laughs> See you later. Is that a thing? No. I don't know. That can't possibly not, be a right? thing. Right? They'll probably put the guy away and then say it. Maybe. <laughs> we can't find him, so... <laughs> if you've seen him... If you've seen him, totally don't murder him. <laughs> Let us know. But that makes... It makes even less sense, because you had him. He was in prison at one point, for a while. Why didn't you be like, by the way, guys, just in case you were wondering, Flint Marco is actually the guy. So now Peter Parker's stewing over this Flint Marco guy for a while, finds out Flint Marco got out, and then hunts him down and tries to get revenge. That's a better story arc than what we get. He's out. Hey, by the way, this dude that just escaped prison, he actually killed your uncle. Okay, bye! That guy that just bested you in combat, he killed your uncle. I probably had the least amount of problems with Sandman in this movie. But he doesn't need to be in the movie. That's, I know. But really, none of them except for Harry need to be there. They're both, they both feel shoehorned into the movie. And I don't even think the Harry thing is necessary. But that, and that's the problem. You don't get a good villain. You don't. You get three shit villains yeah. in this movie. The real villain <laughs> is love. The real villain is the producers of Spider-Man yes. 3. The real villain is Peter Parker. Kind of. He's terrible at this. 
Like, until we made fun of, like, the woe is me, Peter Parker, can't catch a break, everything's going wrong. Now that things are going right, you hate him even more. He's not redeemable at all. No, he's... Yeah, let me cheat on my girlfriend. Won't you, Gwen? It's like, what? Is that cheating? Yeah. Lay one on me. <laughs> They'll love it. For, for the upside down part of it, yeah. And he's really insensitive to Mary Jane's needs. He's just oblivious. Can I ask what that scene was where you turned to your friend and said, I'm, I hate this? It's, it's the... Is, uh, is it the one where they're clapping and... No, she thinks it's for her. It's the jazz club. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's that right. Should, that that's should a, be That's it. an awful thing. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Well, I have that. I have written in my notes just based on that thing we're talking about. Um, I, I wrote, I can't tell if this movie is written terribly or brilliantly for a bunch of selfish, oblivious characters. <laughs> because they're all just terrible people and they don't, they, they don't care about anyone else in this movie. That's definitely, that's definitely Peter Parker's big problem. It's like every time Mary Jane tries to, like, say something to him, like, well, this is how I'm feeling. His response is, well, people, not everybody likes Spider-Man. It took a long time for people to like Spider-Man. Shut up! Why are you saying this in the middle of a crowded restaurant? Can we talk about that for a minute? (laughs) He's talking at regular room volume amongst a whole shitload of New Yorkers who know who Spider-Man is about how how he's Spider-Man. What are you doing? Word of advice to all our listeners, if someone's telling you how they're feeling about something, don't tell them that you've been in a similar situation. Just nobody listen wants to, them. to hear it. Listen to them. Maybe offer up some advice. If they ask Comfort them. Yeah. I, there's the best thing to hear after complaining about your job all day is for your significant other to be like, that sucks. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. Anytime somebody like offers me advice after me complaining, I hate it. Hate it. Good advice, Sequel. What you should do <laughs> is turn on Spider-Man 3. You will feel better. You will feel better. About your life in comparison. In comparison. <laughs> I, you feel bad for Mary Jane in this movie. Uh, it's hard to. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel really bad for I, her to be there. I do a little bit. Like, especially she's the only in, one I, in, I have any emotional connection to. In Act 1, she's like doing what she wants to do, but she's bad at it, right? Her voice doesn't carry. And <laughs> Peter is oblivious to that fact and she walks in she shows up to work when her replacement's there even even the directors say wow that was awkward right that was a line in this yeah her agents that's terrible it is it's, it's and she I feel she's like alone in this she is she's the, she's the character I think we as moviegoers are supposed to feel sympathetic for like we're supposed to kind of turn on Peter Parker for a good bit of this movie like, we're not, like, every time, it, it, when he's Spider-Man, you can still be, like, go Spidey. But whenever he's out not in that suit, you almost root against him. Like, I kind of wanted Brock to get the job. I wanted shit to start going wrong for Peter. But we get We, we just that. saw that movie, yeah, and did. that movie's depressing and yes, not great. Yeah. yeah. They, they, jump, they jump on Peter a lot in Spider-Man, too. But... You're supposed to, like, turn on Spider-Man a bit after, like, the Venom stuff comes down and mm-hmm. he is, like, black Spider-Man and... Yeah, when he's being a dick. When he's being yeah. a dick. We, you don't like him from the get-go in this, though. I don't know if that's by design or just... If it's by design, it was poorly planned, and if it was an accident, then it was poorly directed. Because one way or another, they, like, that's not... You're, you're, you're probably right. You're supposed to hate him when he's got the emo bangs... <laughs> 
guy liner and is walking down the street shooting finger guns at all these. That is the worst scene in this movie, guys. I don't know. Yes, yes I would agree with that. It well, is, no, but it's, it's it leads right into the club, but, though. But but if you watch the YouTube clip <laughs> of that without music, I and did. You can hear people talking. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I it love it. It is so funny. It is funny, and I did watch that clip because it was the only thing that made this movie palatable after I got done watching it. <laughs> like, when he enters the clothing store, mm-hmm. like, or, or I'm sure, sorry, when he exits the clothing store and he walks by somebody, the guy turns and goes, wow, what an asshole. And you can hear it. It's a phenomenal. Oh, that's so much better. I just like that not one of the girls seems interested in him finger-gunning at them. They all look, like, angry, like, what the what, fuck? What? Why are you doing Why this? Why would they? I know. But, like, you just... I don't know. Has I, any girl been interested in finger-gunning? Can we not ever? use this phrase? Finger-gunning? <laughs> Alright. Pow-pow! Everyone listening out there, if you have ever successfully wooed someone by giving them the finger-guns, please shoot us an email or tweet at ZTHpodcast or ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. One up I want to hear your story. Yeah, yeah, I want to know. It's finger-gunning, not finger-blasting. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's the sexual No, it's, it's just where you, you point your fingers at someone and also have your thumb up at the same time. This is the Star Wars universe, okay? Finger-blaster is the right term. That's not the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's another thing they, they just shoehorn in <laughs> Oh, God. One of the better scenes in this movie. I love it when Bruce Campbell is in these movies. I love it. I pick, especially in this movie. I pick a Bruce Campbell line every time we do a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. That's my opening line bet. He's a waiter, right? Yeah, he's, he's the major D. Major D. Sorry. Him signaling him, or accidentally signaling him. Yep. <laughs> that scene is cool. Yeah, that, that the back and forth that goes on there is pretty good. However, <laughs> problem with that scene is that. He goes through this long thing. He's like, I want to make it really special and interesting. So I'm going to do exactly what every other motherfucker that comes <laughs> in and proposes does. The, the fucking the ring at the bottom of the champagne glass. Literally everybody. Okay. And who so, does that? Who wants to put drink the champagne? I'm, I, is that a thing? Like I've seen it in TV and movies. TV and movies. I, I don't know. If it's at least a trope in media. Yeah, I don't know if real people do this. At this I point. wouldn't trust it. No, that ring's usually very expensive. A word of advice: don't do that. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> Stick to finger guns. <laughs> if it works for you, put yeah, put the put the ring on one of your fingers <coughs> and then give him or her the finger guns, <laughs> and they'll see the ring. What do you say? <laughs> Will you or won't you? <laughs> Frank, did you have a witty proposal? No. I put the ring in the saw trap and wanted yeah. to see. <laughs> <laughs> in the car. I wanted to see how much you wanted it. Want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, actually. TV goes on. No, nah, I was on a roller coaster and my That's future wife was sitting behind move. me and I just let it go. You let the ring go? See just if like you could Spider-Man catch it. 3? No, that's not how it Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am kidding. Okay, yeah. good. That'd be amazing because if like it's it was an expensive ring and she didn't catch it, I just let it go. It's Spider Man Three where it's tumbling through the air. I held it up and she saw it and I let it go. No, if you, if you want this, you gotta catch this. <laughs> if you wanna be my wifey, you gotta catch this ring. Right, <laughs> 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 my knees too easy. Trying to get down with Spider Man. <laughs> 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 oh man, these outtakes are gonna be gold. <laughs> I like the snowboard. There's a snowboard. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. His, oh, yeah. His glider. Yeah. 
I was so done with the Green Goblin story after... Franco doesn't do a terrible job, though. He doesn't. He doesn't. But I just don't care. I like that fight. That initial fight. I thought that was... Like when they're not in costume? When they're fighting in his house, right? Before he becomes, uh... Before he becomes unconscious, I guess. The first time when he yeah, gets when his head. Yeah, when they're fighting and Peter's in like a suit. Yes. He's not in the Spider Man suit. Yeah. Yeah. He blows his face off. No, it's later. Oh, yeah, that's later. later. That looked cool, though. And that one scene where he where he crashes through like a fire escape, right? When he's outside. It's been a couple of weeks, guys. Yeah, it's been a little weeks. hazy now. <laughs> no, but he falls really hard. And I remember watching my wife goes, like, wow, he's not a superhero, right? I'm like, no, he's not. He's, he's very <laughs> dead. No, he did the, uh, the goblin. Shit, the green shit that makes him powerful, right? Stronger, but he he getting hit on the head. He deserved to lose his memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, from a actual universe, Marvel universe standpoint, is that Osborne's attempt to create the super soldier serum? Yes. Is that that how the Goblin starts? I would say that's how it goes. Because I mean, that's kind of what all of these all of these uh, inadvertent bad guys. Everything's super soldier. Yeah, everybody's re- trying to recreate the Captain. Was, yeah, yeah, the Hulk's trying to recreate Captain America. That would be a Matt question. What was I gonna say? The Venom thing in the church—that's like right out of the comic book. So the bell is like a, that's the thing. I was gonna ask you like sound waves. That's how. He's like Daredevil. I hate it. It's a, it's a thing where it's not a weakness. It's more of an uncontrollable monster because of how loud it is. Okay, that's what makes him all fucking crazy. They made it a weakness in this. Because they needed to because they do something. To. I've always... So he doesn't fire the right? Okay. That would have been cooler, because I remember leaving the theater going, like, climax that movie is banging on pipes. Yeah. <laughs> I, you just know like what? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They just tell it... They telegraph it so fucking obviously. So he's in the bell tower of the church, right? And he bumps into the bell, and that's what makes Venom come right. off of him, Right. As Eddie Brock's praying that Peter Parker dies. <laughs> yeah. So then it comes down and it lands on Eddie Eddie Brock. And he wipes it off. He's yep. like, no. And then he gets covered, becomes Venom again. Or becomes the next Venom. As soon as that happened, I was like, so that's how they're going to end this movie. They're going to somehow use sound waves to separate Venom from Brock. He's going to pull Brock out and... Where they go from there, I don't know. You knew they're going in at the theater. You knew that was going to be as thing? soon as he hits the bell. Hmm. As soon as he hits the bell, I was like, "Well, that's how you're going to solve this movie. How else do you kill Venom?" I mean, I know how they do it, like the comic books, and yeah. the TV show. Well, you're that. assuming that they were going to deal with Venom once and for all in this movie, yeah. Which going in, I don't think I knew. I didn't know they weren't going to get a fourth one. Couldn't kill him. No, they were making a fourth one, I thought. Yeah, they, they was, were going to. And it was Carnage, It was supposed right? to be... Was it Michael Keaton? No, it wasn't Michael Keaton. No. It was uh, somebody... It was Vulture, though. I think Vulture oh, was supposed Vulture? to be. I thought it was Carnage, but... Well, I think you're going to get Lizard in it, too, though, because they yeah, introduced... Yeah, we're also going to get Bruce Campbell Connors. as Mysterio. Dr. Connors. What? No. They were... That's on the storyboard. They were setting him up, like, his appearances to Honestly, be Mysterio. Honestly, I don't think I would have hated that, but... I think that's really interesting. I'm yeah. upset we didn't get that. always wanted to see Mysterio in Mysterio the... school. Who was supposed to be? Big Bruce Campbell. Because oh. he plays a different character in each movie. Yeah, yeah, So they were yeah. setting him up to be Mysterio, which would have been amazing. Big build-up. Yeah. <laughs> Those were breadcrumbs deep in there. In all honesty, my three favorite characters in this movie is... Harry's version of Alfred, the butler. He's terrible. I like him. 
That guy can't act. No, he can't. Where the damn? He's my favorite character. And say the acting was good. That's fair. And the uh, landlord and the landlord's daughter. <laughs> I didn't hate Kirsten Dunst in this. I think Franco did the best he could. The one line where he's the landlord like, "You could buy me pizza." That was pretty funny. If you feel really bad, you could buy me pizza, pizza. sometime. <laughs> okay. Who <laughs> the girlfriends? No. <laughs> My favorite character is uh, the professor who becomes the lizard, but it doesn't in Connors. this movie. Connors. He's the one that keeps calling him back and forth yep. about the... Uh, He's actually trying to be helpful. He's like the hey, one person... Stop putting that on you. Yeah. Don't put that on you. And also the kid who's the only person in the crowd when he's going to quick kiss Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man. He goes, no, Spider-Man, no. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. the smartest fucking person in the movie. <laughs> smartest person. And like... An eight-year-old. That that scene bothers the hell out of me. I hate that scene. It's it's like they're trying to make it as if they're too... They're trying to, like, Batman Spider-Man, where it's like, when he's in the suit, he's not Peter Parker. But when he's out of the suit, like, Peter Parker can't be held responsible for anything that Spider-Man does. Yeah. He was just talking to his... Girlfriend slash almost fiance about like, two minutes ago. Yeah, she's in the like you know she's, she's there. there. Like you're an idiot. It's like, the well, worst I'm thing. She'll so love it. They'll love it. Well, I know one person who won't. Yeah. Punch her in the face. Well, two if you count me <laughs> and that kid. So three. <laughs> three people. All right, let's get into it. Okay. Emo Peter Parker. <laughs> Emo Peter Parker. Here we go. Finger Guns Parker. I guess they wanted to make someone edgy and kind of fit like the emo narrative that is like the mid two thousands. For all and all things, all things being considered, two thousand seven is the hot, is like one of the peaks of the emo movement. Raw XD. Look, I get the corny atmosphere that these movies put out, mm-hmm. and I get the idea was to make Peter Parker come off like a douchebag. But he comes out with like a douchebag in like the 1950s. Seriously. It's, <laughs> it it's, just, it's just wrong. It doesn't make sense. The jazz club scene. Maybe Venom like uh, hasn't aged normally. Like maybe he thinks it's the 50s. So <laughs> Perhaps. That's why he's... I don't get it. Then he's... I don't know. Elizabeth Banks' character. He puts the moves on her. And she goes for it. She, she does. She's all about it. Black Cat's all about it. What do you call the one girl? Hot Legs or something? When yep. he gives her the tip and the jazz... What, mm-hmm. what is this... Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> Even the landlord's daughter, when he's on the phone, and like, oh, cookies, can you make more? Can you put nuts in them? Do you have milk? Give me milk. <laughs> Toby McGuire's portrayal of a dickhead is good. I don't even... No, it's not. It's I mean, not, it, it's not good. It's, like a it's not good, but it's good. It's like a dickhead that's totally out of touch with it. You're supposed everything. to hate him. I know you're supposed to hate him, but this was... He's not even cool. They could have... <laughs> They could have done it differently. Makes, would have been better. Does he, Tom Holland make this look good? If Tom Holland was doing this, not this. They wouldn't do this. But if good, if they had if they, him, <laughs> if they wanted, no. yeah, I, I'm sure they could come up with something where he could do it better. Toby came and did his job. All right, dude. I'm not defending it. I just just because like, Toby came and did his job doesn't mean it's like, not good. It, I know. I'm not blaming Toby Maguire for this. I'm blaming Writing the people who made this movie. Yeah, somebody yeah. somebody sat down behind one of those little screens after they shot this and was like, "Fucking nailed it, guys. Let's let's wrap it. Let's move on to the next scene." I blame the person who wrote it. I was like, "We should totally have him say this. This is what the, all the cool guys say." So I just. <laughs> 
<laughs> All the Fonzarelli types. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they had to cut him going, hey. <laughs> so they, so I, I always point to like his emo bangs and like clearly he's, they're trying to pull up the emo look. It looks like he's wearing guyliner when he's walking down the street. He, he definitely, definitely is. was. So I, I just pulled up um, My Chemical Toby? Nope. Uh, <laughs> that would be good. The emo albums that came out in 2006, oh, which I assume no. is <laughs> when this was filmed. Uh, the Devil and God are Raging Inside of Me, Louder Now, December Underground, Dusk and Summer, The Black Parade by My Chemical. Like, I like that album. <laughs> Riot came out this year. Riot came out in 2007, I'm sorry. There's a lot. Riot like, doesn't need to be on that list. Riot's no. its own beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you fake it by the red jumpsuit? Like this is like peak emo movement stuff, guys. And that's what I think they were. They going were for. really. They were that's what happens when an old man writes an emo kid. That's the problem. This is what the emo kids are doing these days, right? They're snapping fingers and clubs. If and shit. someone told him about the attitude, and he just <laughs> filled in the blanks, yeah, and it doesn't translate. It <laughs> does not work. Nope. Dick on this. That's. The, uh, <laughs> so bad. It is. It's the biggest takeaway from the movie, right? What? I, c- I couldn't believe what I was watching. I know. That's, yeah. that's, um... So I watched it in the theater, and same. when I left, I left pretty angry, but I was like, I need to see this again to make sure that this is fucking garbage. So then when Blockbuster was closing down, I think I got the DVD for like $3. That makes sense. This is the first time I've seen this movie since the theater. Same. Yeah, I, I'm pretty happy. Sure it's just as really? stupid as I remembered it being. Well, I watched it when I got the DVD, and I was like, yeah, no, this is bad. And my parents were like, what did we just watch? I was like, Why yeah. did you spend money on yeah. this? <laughs> you overpaid. Three dollars? Bro, you overpaid. I mean, <laughs> if you stole this movie, you overpaid. I hated this movie a lot more this, this watch, this go-around. I know I didn't like it when I saw it originally. I definitely have not watched it since. And then I watched it for this, and... Thank God it's in Pam's DVD collection. <laughs> it, it, it would have pained you to pay for it. I I would have watched. There's no renting option. Probably not. There was. Looking at you, Matt. I bought it. It was four dollars to rent, eight dollars to own. So I was like, I'll pay four dollars to laugh at this one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I bought the Disaster Artist for like twelve bucks, so I can't really blame you. Not the Disaster Artist, the room. That's pretty good deal. Actually. I feel like that would be a better movie than this piece yeah, of bread. that is a good The deal. Room is an oh. essential DVD. Sorry, it's, also in, it's, it's on Blu-ray. So then, <laughs> all of the nonsensical stuff happens. He gets out of the Venom suit. Eddie Brock becomes Venom. This is the last ten minutes of the movie, pretty much. It is. <laughs> but that, and again, like, they, they keep moving, they keep moving all of these villain pieces around, and then we get to 15 minutes before the end of the movie, and the actual big plan comes together. You want to kill Spider-Man? I want to kill Spider-Man. Let's kill Spider-Man. They kind shouldn't of, be talking like that. But. No. And they kind of meet haphazardly, right? Like, he's a... Like, man and Venom? Yeah, like, Venom... I think Venom is looking for him. I think Venom sets the whole thing up. Well, Venom is definitely looking for him, but Sandman grabs him as if he's about to punch Spider-Man, realizes it's not because of the weird teeth, and throws him to the side. And that's when Venom starts talking. I do want to touch on Harry's whole... Movie, pretty much, because we, we barely mentioned him, I feel. That's fair. Yeah, so, he fights Peter, he loses his memory, Yes. he gets his memory back, but he doesn't tell anybody, really, right? He's just being a... No, because when it comes back, it all comes back at once, and he remembers what he was doing when he lost his memory in the first place. Right, so he tries to steal 
MJ. Not really. No, I don't think he's trying to steal MJ. He's literally he's trying just, to ruin Peter's he's life. He's using yeah. MJ to ruin yeah. Peter's life. Yeah. Leverage. And it works brilliantly. It would have been a better movie. A lot of things would have made this a better movie, but if he got his memory back, decided to put the whole kill Spider-Man thing on hold and say, I'm just going to steal MJ and give her the life she deserves, I would have appreciated it more. I think so, too. Or if a stupid butler in, like, the five-year hey. period between this happened... There came from your glider. <laughs> the wounds were unmistakably from his own glider. I like that. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, it, You gotta get him there somehow. Oh, Peter, oh, buddy, oh, pal. <laughs> but that's the problem, right? <laughs> like, yeah, think you have to get him there. That's well, how we have... They we, chose the worst possible way. We had the best villain in this movie ending up being a good guy. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm actually surprisingly okay with because they already have two villains. Sure. That they're trying to make nah. happen. But why are we? But why are we keep like that? If if that's the plan, all along, then why not have the fight early? He still loses his memory. The memory comes back, but he's like, you know what? The last three weeks have been amazing. I'm not. I'm whatever. It's because gone. He still thinks Peter killed his dad. I get it, but like, let's then. As soon as the memories come back, that's when the butler comes in. And is like, no, nah, he probably killed himself. And then, oh, he did. He knows for five sure. years too late. But my point being, we he's he's a villain for the first sect of that movie, and then he's not a villain anymore because it's just distracting. If we're supposed to be focusing on Sandman and Brock, we can't because every other scene, Osborne comes up, and we're back on to trying to figure out what's going on there. We're really focused on Sam. We're not focused on Brock for a long... Brock is just an Brock annoying is- side character until the last 20 minutes of the movie when, he's when the symbiote's like, oh, hey, Eddie. Uh, no, because as soon as he... As soon as he, takes the, as soon as he takes the job... As he's, soon like, as he's, he's like Peter's rival. secondary rival. Like, it's, he's not important in this story at all. All until which he becomes a, Venom, which is, which is stupid because he gets shoehorned in there. Yeah. Same as Gwen Stacy, not important character. Don't need to be in this movie. Yeah. They waste that. They waste two fairly pivotal uh, Spider-Man characters. Yes, if they yeah. I mean, well, in my opinion, I think Venom is Spider-Man's equal, if not superior. Just Spider-Man always outwits him, which is how they always fight. But like, they never kill each other, so. It's like Batman and Joker. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Leaning into the the last act, the final fight, you get a pretty nice. Um, I was just. I'm sorry. Nice is not the right word. You get a self sacrifice scene from Harry. Yes. Tobey Maguire gets the stupidest look with that. <laughs> yes. And it's a. Re- it's like. It seems like it's ten minutes long, but it's only like seven seconds. He looks. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Bleep that out. <laughs> the Toby eyes. He looks so dumb. They did the and same. the cameras on his face are such a long time. They do the same thing. Well, they also pull the uh, this Spider-Man universe trope, which is in the midst of the fight, three quarters of the mask come off, so he exposes the one eye where you get all of his facial expressions. Yeah, but like it's garbage. It is. It is garbage. I don't even know how to describe the look. It's not. It's. It's not. He's not. He's not relieved that he is alive. He's not sad for his friend. He just looks stupid. <laughs> Constipated. Are we talking like after, like when he's on the ground, like after the battle's done and he comes no, down and no, or Harry, as soon as it happens, Harry dies in front of him and the, the zoom in on Toby. Yeah, so after the like, fight's over, 
That's Toby Maguire's processing face or Peter Parker's processing face. I guess. This is terrible. It's not I didn't want to see it. They should have blurred it out. (laughs) I don't want to see a lot of things I saw in this movie. I didn't watch I didn't want to watch it. That face though. Three times is enough. You've seen it three times? Well now I've seen it three times. Two times is enough. You saw it in the theater and then you saw it as soon as Blockbuster was closing. (laughs) So I've just seen it two times. Two times is enough. You own it. It's somewhere though. It's probably in a box somewhere. I own it. I own it. <laughs> There's a, um, you There's can buy the original Spider-Man trilogy on Blu-ray for like $5, and I really like the first and second movies. I just can't pull the trigger. I honestly don't even think that the third movie should be in the trilogy, just because it's so different just with the same actors. It feels so different compared to the other two. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that, but it's, it's definitely still shared. Like, it's, it's, it's still part of the series. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't take it out as much as everybody might want to. <laughs> it never happened. No, it's, but Rotten Tomatoes doesn't hate this movie. No, it, but again, it's the time period. You gotta, th- you gotta think what com- by comparison. Think about movies like that came out before two thousand seven that are around as bad or worse than this. They have low scores. When did Iron Man come out? No, but again, Spider-Man was the biggest movie character in the world at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But even the audience score in this is 51. That means over half of people still think this movie is fine. Because when people watched it, they had one and two on them. Corey said it himself. When he left the theater, people liked it because it was Spider-Man. But was Rotten Tomatoes that big 11 years ago? No. Were that many people in the audience signing up for reviews? I feel like this is still a recent thing that people are like okay with this movie. Maybe all right. You got me on the audience score, but that that sixty one is probably uh, sixty three. Sixty three is taking the critic score for the time period. It definitely is. Yes. And yeah. you know what though? If if I was a critic, if I was a critic, and I ignored, <laughs> you really can't ignore it. But if I was to ignore a lot of the uh, the shoehorning all the villains in and. The fairly poor writing and the weird choices that they made with emo Peter Parker, and looked at it from um, a graphic standpoint, just physically the way it was shot, the way that they did the CGI work, it all looks pretty good. It we does. talked about it at the top. Venom looks pretty solid. Venom looks good. The web slinging, slinging is probably the best of the trilogy too. Yeah. When, he, when he's moving throughout the city, it mm-hmm. looks it looks better than all the other. Yeah, movies. the whole Sandman transformation when the experiment happens that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like you know, I mean, if I was to look just at those those kind of cool technical aspects, you know, if I take those aspects into account, this movie is okay. As soon as I start looking at story and characters, then I'm yeah. like, ah! Right. Then somebody opens their mouth. And it's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Somebody opens their mouth or Peter Parker puts bangs on. Someone who's now Bruce Campbell <laughs> opens their mouth. Or J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is great in this movie. He I is heard. Yes. so good. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I love the, I love the uh, when he buys the camera off the kid. Oh, film it. Films extra. That was a long con. See, I just don't know how the girl was prepared for that long con, because she was there as if she was going to start taking pictures just without the camera loading. Just going, all, going along with the crowd. Yeah. Parker. <laughs> Brock. That was the funny part, is that both of his photographers are up in that building fighting. If there is a sequel to Homecoming. Yeah. So we don't know. I assume there is. Well, we might not get the opportunity. 
Spider-Man could die. die. That's right. They just got him back. I can't imagine he dies. <laughs> I can't imagine it either, but... But I've seen the previews, and it looks like he's about to die. That's exactly why he's not going to. Right. That's Mr. Anyway. Did someone say, like, in the first 15 minutes, you're going to know how powerful and bad Thanos is? Right? So, yeah. if we get one, I'm just saying, if we should. If they add a J. Jonah Jameson character... Do you think it should be J.K. Simmons? I think it should be. I'm pretty sure he's already casted. Really? Yes. There's there's no really well, other option. No, no, he can't be casted already because there isn't. Like a they movie have an yet. actor picked for him, but we don't know if we're getting one. Like there's it's like Marvel has like their movies laid out. This isn't in the cards I'm, yet. I'm fine with what they did. They just mentioned him real quick, and that's it. Wait, what? What in Homecoming? They mentioned him really quick. Did they? And that was it. Yeah. Where they mentioned the bugle and it has his name on it. Oh, okay. Hmm. But um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I would just like to see him not on screen at all. Really? At this point. Because J.K. Simmons, he's Gordon now, so, like, can't... Oh, fuck. Put him... Yeah, you know what, different universe, I mean, you I'm can, fine. though, because, like, yeah. he, do- he doesn't even look like J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, but I don't know. That's the other thing. I don't know that Marvel would, would use... Would let him look the way that, that these movies let him look. Well, that's how he looks. I know it's how he looks, yeah. but, like... I, I just I feel like Marvel's gonna try to put some like realistic like it's journal just regular maybe yeah but like the high like the square top haircut that's a little old now yeah yeah like I just don't think they're doing it and unfortunately like that's the thing beyond the way that he talks he's a good fit regardless yeah like that's he actually brings up he's he's in my favorite part of this movie which is when <laughs> great segue yeah my favorite part of this movie is when he's in. Everybody's in his office, and he's starting to get angry, and Elizabeth Banks keeps buzzing him. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure! <laughs> and then he goes for the, the pills. <laughs> and he like just keeps like, F- oh my god. I fucking love that scene. <laughs> fucking love it. I'm laughing. I'm laughing right along. That scene knocks it out of the park for me. My? Sad, that's my favorite scene in this movie. That's a sad part. It's not sad. It's a good scene. Of all the scenes in yeah, a Spider-Man movie, that shouldn't be the best one. Yeah, no, you're right. I think my favorite scene is just when the symbiote separates from Peter and goes to Brock. I don't like anything else. It looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. That's probably it. My favorite scene is Bruce Campbell with the proposal. It was funny. I look for him in these movies. I'm tired right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, I'm there with you. But, yeah, th- that was a lot of fun. And I like picking those lines as my opening line bet. So if we do the first movie... We should at some point. Joe, Joe, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, I have like two that are tied. The wow. whole Bruce Campbell signaling for the, the ring part is pretty great. And like I touched on, the smart kid, who's the only smart <laughs> person in this movie, telling Spider-Man, no, don't do this thing that's going to upset your, your whole life. What about least favorite guys? Oh, God. Jazz Club. Jazz Club. All of it. Finger guns. Finger guns to Jazz Club. That whole transition. He hits Mary Jane in the face and knocks her down. He does. Don't need to see that. But that's what makes him realize that he's out of control and he needs to stop the drugs. I understand the purpose. (laughs) I stopped the drugs. That's basically what the symbiote is. My least favorite is either the Gwen Stacy kiss or Strut and Spidey. Strut and Spidey. (laughs) My name's Eddie Brock and I'm dating your daughter, sir. Yeah. I'm going to take pictures of her dying now. <laughs> I guess I got that right. Police captains are dead. Corey's shaking his head. 
I just... We have no background on Gwen Stacy up to this point. Nope. Nope. Just bring her in. So then... Shoehorned in. Shoehorned right in there. Producers. And then we get the, the, the police captain who we only sort of are familiar with. And then Eddie Brock shows up and is like, by the way, it's actually really important for me to let you know <laughs> I'm plowing your daughter. And she's about to fall. Like, what? Like, what? Who cares? Show some concern. Yeah, there's no concern. That looks like Glenn. <laughs> I'm about to be single again. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> oh, well, she told me last night that she was going to be doing a modeling shoot today. I'm pretty sure they never date. No, they went on a one date. No, no, no. Like in comic lore. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's fine. So, your least favorites, the strut and the finger guns, everybody. I mean, there's a bunch of shitty scenes in this, but that takes the cake. (laughs) Those two. It just doesn't even fucking fit. No. No, it fits. It's your, it's the biggest takeaway from the movie. You You, take that scene out, that's what you remember the most. Instantly a little better. I don't know. You're driving home. Instantly a little better. You're driving home, you're replaying the movie in your head, that's the first thing you think of. I just needed the scene from Anchorman where he takes out the jazz flute. <laughs> oh my god! Play jazz flute? I, I doubt it. <laughs> oh no! I can't believe that you're having me. I'm so unprepared. That's Spider-Man three. That is it Spider-Man is. three. Stone it. Now what we do after we talk shit about a movie, <laughs> or you know, say good things about it? It's a mixed bag. Is we give it a number of infinity stones in order to rate how good or bad we thought the movie was. From one to six, one is the low end, six is the high end. If you give it six stones, you can also give it an infinity gauntlet, which, you know, I'm sure we're all chomping at the bit to do for this one. So let's start off by rating Fireman 3. Let's go sequel. I give this movie one stone. I never want to see it again. I never want to think about it again. You will. The only time we... The only reason I have to, had to watch it again was for this show. You it's, wanted this. I did want it, because... <laughs> I thought it was going to be more fun than it actually was. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> it's bad. It's it's poorly written. It's it's terribly acted. It has one of the worst comic book movie scenes you're ever going to see. Is it the Jazz Club? It's the Jazz Club. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It could have worked in a comic book, though, I feel like. It p- probably could have worked in a comic book. But we spent last episode talking about great movies and great scenes, and then... <laughs> this was really, really, really bad. One stone seems fair. Frank, what about yourself? I think we've all pretty much nailed why the movie is terrible. So, I, I mean, I was between zero and giving it a shard, but I think I'll give it the shard. Wow! Yeah. I think I'll give it the shard. Wowza! I can see that, since you love Venom so much. Yes. It's gotta be more offensive, the way that they handled your favorite character. Good to admit, they shouldn't have killed him. Doesn't make sense. Don't worry, Tom Hardy. He's coming. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to be seeing, like, first looks of that this week. Hey, Corey. What's your rating? So, I was actually trying to figure out how many I wanted to do. So, thank you for coming to me last. No problem. And it was partially because I was trying to figure out if I hated this as much, more, or less than Fan Stick. And I, I don't know. I, I can't say that it's worse than it. But it's not, not better. I guess it's. I, I hate them about as much. So they're going to get about the same amount of score. One stone. This is, this is just not a good movie. And J.K. Simmons can only do so much to save it. I would watch Fan Four Stick again over this. I would not. 
I would love a 30-minute short film about J. Jonah Jameson's day. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd just watch the pills. fuck out of that movie. You could basically just edit all his scenes in this movie into one short, and that's it. I want to see him waking up, having breakfast. His Yo. wife nagging him his wife. I want to see his morning commute. Denise, open the caviar. <laughs> Close it. <laughs> I want to see why he became so jaded. That's what the J and J. Jonah Jameson stands for. Jaded. Jaded Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Isn't that J-A-Y? Jonah Jameson? No, is it J, J, J period. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. It could J be J-A-Y. John. John Jonah Jameson. He's always listed as J-Dot. Right. But it could be. It could be. Like Homer J. Yeah. John, so I don't <laughs> this point forward, I have noticed. <laughs> Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> so my score for the movie... <laughs> We touched on a lot of why this movie is bad. This movie doesn't have a lot of bright spots in it. The bright spots in this movie are the action and the production quality of the movie and CGI effects. I don't hate this movie. I'm giving it two stones. But it's not good. I feel like two stones is a rating I very rarely use. But it's not bad enough to get a one, and it's definitely not getting three, because I'll probably watch this movie one more time in my life. That's if like I have a kid that's really into Spider-Man, and I'll be like... Now see the bad one. <laughs> Explode under my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are our scores for Spider-Man 3. I'm sure if Matt were here, he would give this movie... Six stones and a gold. I feel like he would give it three or less. Yeah, same. I think he would say it three. I think he would have defended a lot, a bunch of the stuff. He would still hate... He'd still hate on some of the things that we all really hated. But some of the other stuff, he'd be like, no, it's fine. It would be a lot more reasons talk between both of us. I think we could all agree that this is by far the worst of the six Spider-Man movies we have done. Yeah. Yeah. That we've done or that we have? That we have. Because we haven't done all six of them. Oh, that, uh, that have been made. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is Trilogy, sure. the two Garfield ones, and the Tom Holland one. Yep, this is the worst one. Undubitably. Thank you, Tom Holland. Those are our scores for Spider-Man 3. If you want to let us know your thoughts about Spider-Man 3, or if you've ever successfully wooed someone with finger guns, please, for the love of God, get into contact with us. First way you can do that is send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You can send us a picture of you at the club being a total dickhead <laughs> to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. It's like every other Instagram post. Yeah, true. Hey, we're on Facebook, facebook.com backslash zthpodcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. And find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed our coverage of Spider-Man 3 or anything else. And if you want to give us a review to accompany that five-star rating, there's so much finger guns happening. (laughs) (laughs) Please give us a review. We haven't got one in a while, so I don't know what you want. Do you want us to beg? Do you want more finger guns? Because they'll they'll do all the finger guns. There's a lot of finger guns happening right here, Joe. I I can't take this. (laughs) I'm going to have to end the episode. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for Spider-Man 3. Next time, we're going to be doing the movie Wanted. You wanted this. <laughs> you wanted this. It's true. Hey. Next, so yeah, next time wanted. Thank you for tuning in, and on behalf of everyone, remember that every movie out there, unfortunately, Spider-Man Three also is someone's favorite movie. Stop mouthing words, and then I'm back down. <laughs> <laughs> to be the best. Good night, everyone.